The views and opinions expressed on Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. You are currently tuned into Eye on the Triangle here on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Thank you for listening. Hello everyone, this is Brian Jurado, the Public Affairs Director here at WKNC and host of Eye on the Triangle. We've got a fun episode for y'all today with two interviews from Eye on the Triangle reporter Maha. To start us off, Maha has an interview with Julian Jacobs, the owner of Creative Space and Market The Borough. Following the interview with The Borough, Maha also interviews Nick and Kai from Slingshot Music and Electronic Arts Festival. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is Maha with Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM, HD1 and HD2. Catch our show every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Did you know three quarters of our landfills are filled with clothes because of fast fashion and many rivers and streams become polluted with the synthetic dyes used to make these clothes? Fast fashion can be tied to human trafficking and slave conditions, literally, but also because of the obscene working conditions that workers face every day. These facts have been provided by goodtrade.com. Basically, stop buying fast fashion. I'm here with an owner of a shop that offers a unique solution to this problem. Hi, please introduce yourself. How's it going? My name is Julian Jacobs. I am the owner of The Borough and part owner of Unorthodox Vintage in downtown Raleigh. Awesome, so when did this shop open and what would you like for it to evolve into? Uh, so, Unorthodox was the shop that opened first. That opened um, June 4th. I kind of had my own shop before and collabed with another seller. So we opened Unorthodox June 4th and um, the borough is opening October 7th for its, its grand opening. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the borough and uh, what makes it unique? So, the borough is a vendor market that I got the concept from a place in New York called um, Artists and Fleas. So it's basically just an open space. We have room for people to come, vend on the weekends. Um, we have cool community-based events like small shows. We're going to have drawing classes, candle making, soap making, things like that. And then we have four rooms in the borough that are rented out as kind of creator space, office space, but also they can come in here, use all the tools, internet, bring in all their own furniture, and kind of turn it into their their workspace. So it's kind of a co-collaboration of creativity and arts. Yeah, that's a, that's a better that's a better way of saying it than I did. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So what kinds of events and activities do you have lined up for the shop as of now? So every uh, first Friday and third Friday, we're going to have a specialty market. So first Friday in Raleigh Mm -hmm. is a big thing. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a night market. And then this month, it's actually on the fourth Friday, but we'll have like a Halloween um, curated market. So a lot of artists, a lot of like spooky music, decorations. We're going to kind of, it's going to feel like a house party, but a vendor market with a house party inside of it. So that's what we can expect for this October. Yeah, so this October, it's kind of light. We're just having a couple shows, kind of seeing how the schedule um, fills out. 
but hopefully in November we're gonna have yoga and other classes in the mornings. Um, during the day, so around 9 to 5.30ish, it's gonna be mostly just workspace for the vendors inside. And then in the afternoons, more classes. Um, like I said, the little um, like candle making classes, soap making classes. We're working with some bands that might wanna practice in the space. Um, planning some shows and some live streaming events for those bands if they ever want to perform. So really just like a mix of all different types of activities that you'd want to do. So I can expect to see all walks of life here. Clothing, fashion, yep. yoga, candle making. Yep, like everything. Like house music, EDM music, rap music, R&B, jazz, live shows, bands, different events, just as if, if you want to do something here, you can, we can do it. Absolutely, that sounds great. How is your shop inclusive of all different kinds of people? Uh, that's a really good question. So, I don't know, I'm really, I know a lot of different people. I know a lot of different groups. And I kind of see that like some groups kind of get all of the, I don't know, love on Instagram, like a certain look, a certain vendor, a certain wave when all of these different uh, groups of people have followers and people that support them. So I kind of just want to, I, I go to a lot of different events, I talk to a lot of different people, so it's really just like blending all of those different styles and, and different types of vendors together into like one homogenous um, market each weekend. So yeah, I think just spreading, spreading the net like really wide, inviting everyone no matter what you do to come in, well, within reason no matter what you do. But um, yeah, letting anyone use the space if they can, if they have a following and they want to bring people in. So, what is the mission of your shop? When you opened this shop, what intentions did you have? Um, well, I started doing pop-ups in 2020, and I hate doing pop-ups. I love pop-ups, but the why do you hate it? Like the setup, and I don't know. I'm kind of lazy, so I kind of just want my stuff to be there and be ready. So part of this was letting people come and get some of like the downtown Raleigh money. Um, letting them come in, they can leave their stuff like if, if they're doing a Saturday and Sunday pop-up, they can leave it Saturday, come back Sunday, and then like it takes that stress out of it. Um, really just like more ex a more accessible vendor, vendor area, a more accessible spot for either small business if you just started mm -hmm. and you you want to sell like your earrings that you made in your basement or if you're a large business and pretty much moving as a, a company and you want to reach a different market in downtown Raleigh, it's, it's really for anyone. What do you love most about your shop? The vibes. The vibes. The vibes. Yeah. I don't know, it's just like... <laughs> what I've, kind of vibes you got over here for people just in the auditory space? Well, I've always wanted like a warehouse space. Okay. So one of those spaces like where you go in and there's like eight people all working and they're all working on different things but they're working together. Mm -hmm. So it kind of has that. It has that like great co-working vibe where everyone's here kind of doing what they like, what they love. Yeah. But then it has like the exposed brick and the concrete and the piping and it's a basement so you kind of have to walk down into it. It has just like a cool... I don't know. It has this an underground aesthetic. Yeah, this yeah. underground aesthetic that yeah. a lot of places in downtown Raleigh don't have. Mm-hmm. Or like if and like there are some places like this, but they're used for offices and they're not really open to the public. Yeah. So Ooh. I, yeah. 
So yeah, definitely like opening it up, as many people coming down as possible, and kind of seeing, seeing what we're doing down here. What's in your bag? So I have a couple items from some of the vendors. Well, two of the vendors and one's from me. Um, first, I have a painting that Ghost Skills did. Her name's Gilly. Uh, she goes to NC State. She's an artist. She makes a lot of stickers, sticker books, um, cool paintings. But this is something she's going to give away to a follower on Instagram this week. Can you tell the audience what we're looking at here? What is it? A beetle? Just a like a... Is it a beetle? Yeah, I don't know. It's a beetle. a beetle. It looks like a tribal beetle. Yeah. In a yellow background with like some uh, yellow designs and prints <laughs> on it. It's a really cool print. I love it. Yeah, she's. I'm pretty sure this is a sticker also. Like. Oh. All of her, all of her um, prints that she does, she also makes into stickers. Love that. Love that. What's next? So I have a. It's a rug from Safe and Sound Rugs. It. He toughs them all. He does it in the burrow. But this is his logo right here. Mm -hmm. So he does like cool sneakers, like Yeezy boxes, yeah. Nike check marks, all that. And then it looks like an eight ball. It has a really cool look to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like I like the black and white style. That's like my favorite color. Like just simple black and white. It's and very I love his classic, logo. of course. Now what do you have next? So these are these are kind of special to me because when I first started selling vintage, I got really into Levi's and vintage jeans. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pair of five oh six women's high waisted. Mm -hmm. What is it? Standard fit straight leg okay. jeans from. Those are like the classic bootcut yeah. jeans that everybody loves to wear. These are from 1995. Ooh. And I think they go like resell for like 60 or $70. Yeah, and how much are you selling them for? I'm not really selling them. Oh, I, they're just, oh, well, <laughs> I'm like, not really selling them. They're just your jeans. I sell them, but like I kind of just list them. I kind of put them up and then I kind of wait for someone like, oh, what are those? And then I explain why they're cool. Yeah. And then I kind of like see what they offer. Of course. But. Of course. Yeah, I love Levi's, and I was uh, in the at the Goodwill bins mm -hmm. in Greensboro, mm -hmm. and found these and paid twenty five cents or fifty cents for them. Perfect. So this is like my favorite find right now. Where can we find more information about this shop, the opening, and any events and curators coming down here? So follow us on Instagram, the Borough NC. Um, our website is in the link tree. So if there's any vendors that want to pop up or you want to rent out the space or you want to be on our newsletter, that's the best way to find us. That sounds great. Well, thank you, Julian. It's been an honor talking with you. Thank you for sharing a look into your world. Um, I appreciate it. This is Maha signing off. No problem. Thank you. Up next, Maha interviews Nick and Kai from Slingshot Music and Electronic Arts Festival. This is Maha with Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM, HD1, and HD2. Catch our show every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Ow! I am here with two of the organizers for the Slingshot Festival coming up on October 7th through the 9th, hosted at The Fruit. The Slingshot Music right. Festival courageously groups dance, electronic, forward-thinking pop and experimental music from around the world and puts them center stage for the locals in the triangle. This year, they are teaming up with Boiler Room in addition to several other local artists like Second Wave, Gemini, God Fan Girl, Sally C, 
Drum and Lace, Hikoro Yamamura, and so many more. So, hey, Nick. Hey, Kai. How are you guys doing today? What is up? Great. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Doing so well. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. So, can you guys tell me a little bit how Slingshot was, like, created? I'm talking, like, origin story back when this yeah. was probably written on a napkin or something. Like, when, when this idea became a sure. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief so we can get current. But um, I was living in Athens, Georgia. A lot of my friends were going to South by Southwest and kind of complaining about always having to go to South by Southwest. And I said, we can just do our own thing here. And so um, I don't know if you've been to Athens, a small, super small town, a bunch of music venues. Uh, I was doing some PhD work at the time. Also had a lot of friends in the music industry. Was also playing in bands, yada yada yada. And I just kind of. Um, put this idea together that people could slingshot from Athens over to South uh, to Austin for South by Southwest, not thinking the name would stick independently of that whole endeavor. And then of course, uh, so, you know, kind of super DIY, put some holds on some clubs, said my band would play. And so it's was like, we have, we have one band and we have some dates held. Um, and so that's, you know, one thing that's wonderful about Athens, Georgia, is people tend to rally. They're very accessible, similar to Durham in a lot of ways. Uh, and so we began kind of a kind of a grassroots, both national and local event. And, you know, slowly um, with Athens having a, a deep music history, the B-52s, R.E.M., Neutral Milk Hotel, it goes on and on. But people... Matcha. Yeah, my much. <laughs> People were super excited about coming to, to coming to Athens, and uh, it was just very humbling, you know, between the university and town and the bands and the national uh, uh, booking agents. We just kind of built something very small on like a three thousand dollar Kickstarter, um, and just kind of kept going. So th th that spirit is still actually in in the current version, <laughs> truth be told, um, where you know it's it's part um it's it's not to be too uh dramatic but it's it's really about the people that have always been involved and how humbling that is and the ability for people to want to um make something grow right where they're living per se so we did we um slingshot uh, did four or five iterations in athens i came up here to um to run Moogfest, which was in durham at the time um, the climate was very similar to Athens, maybe a little less um, gritty. Uh, I met Nicholas early on when I was working at Moogfest, and we've always shared a passion for events, forward-thinking music, teamwork, um, and, it, and it goes on. So, so when Moogfest kind of went the way of the wind uh, a couple years ago, we decided to kind of like brew this thing back up. Um, and I saw a lot of the similar components as far as the great community, town, Nick and his team. Um, it all kind of lined up. And so here we are. Here we are. Here we and are. In, in some ways, the name still fits. Like, uh, it's right before movement in, uh, in Detroit. Take a yeah. slingshot over to movement. And then um, in October, we're, we're the weekend before or, or a week or two before um, ADE, the big, the big industry thing over in Amsterdam so you could slingshot from from here over to there so the name still still fits yeah yeah, yeah. it's got a little bit of a punky vibe you know it's just uh yeah, it's very you know, once you name something you don't know what's going to happen and so so that's that's pretty much the origin story you know there's um 
basically still in its current version, which is a blend of great people coming together, friends of ours playing, and some national and international people wanting to join us, which is great. I think I think it plays nicely with hopscotch too. Just oh, it like, does. You're like, right. Yeah, that's right. It's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We love hopscotch at Cansey. We covered them last week. They're pretty cool. Nice. And yeah. so one of the ways I found out about you guys was, was through Boiler Room because I follow Boiler Room. Um, you know, I think they're London based. And uh, yeah. so how did you guys like how did, you know, that sort of interact? Oh, oh, there you go. yeah. There's some hand gestures for all you audio listeners. There's yeah. hand gestures on who maybe hand the gestures. Over um, to, uh, do you do? Yeah. Yeah, that was um th that's correct, Maha. Um they're based in they're based in London. Um and they they were doing things in the US, um in LA at least, like in the early the early teens. So um I would I would go to those parties with some friends and it felt very punky, it felt very underground and illegal. Um but uh yeah, funny story, like last year around this around this time, um my like my label co-founder and I, Sarah, put out this this thought. We were like, wouldn't it be so cool to bring Boiler Room to to Durham? But we had no idea how we would do it. Uh, we just like thought that would be really cool. Well, um, in October of last year, we partnered up with Kai and started working on Slingshot together for the spring edition. We started working with Kai in earnest more as partners and um, <clears throat> after that spring edition which we all worked really hard on really really hard i think we all gave more than we had and we were we were glad to um boiler room reached out to us you're tearing you know, up a little they, bit nick i am i am no but boiler room reached out to us and um and said that um our our curation and and our vibe was was exactly what they were looking for in a partner and and asked if um we'd be interested in having them um co-curate a stage and in, in 2023 and we were like oh well how about just let's why don't we try it in october and um that over the summer they had a they had a boiler room up in new york so we went up there met their team hit it off like they they really are very simpatico with with what we're trying to do and and um they're just really um coming coming to the u.s in earnest outside of la and new york um so we thought we'd be honored you know to to be part of that that first wave of of hitting the U.S. Um, and we got to see the Boiler Room in Nashville recently. It was it was awesome, but it was a Boiler Room X, and um, it wasn't um, it wasn't filmed. Uh, it's not going to be streamed on Boiler Room. So we lo we love the, those Nashville cats. So this is just a side a side story, but um, Terminal Eight in Nashville, such a cool and diverse crew, and um, we invited them to come you know, to, to slingshot and play as a whole crew, um, because they're just, they're so cool. So you'll see them curating a stage on Sunday. Boiler Room is co-curating a stage on, um, on Saturday with us. And we're so stoked about this lineup. It's Girl and Made of Oak, who they were so, like Boiler Room was over the moon about, about this duo. Um, it's Aisha who played in Nashville at Boiler Room X. She's super cool. New York based, yeah, <laughs> South Asian. She's so cool. Um, we've got uh, Sister Zoe, amazing artist, um, New York based, super cool. Uh, Kolobo, who um, who Kai uh, 
has known for a while and been following for a while. Super cool um, modular artist from LA. And then um, rounding it out is Hiroko Yamamura from Chicago, who we've been trying to bring to Durham for a while. Her boiler room got got canceled over the pandemic. So another cool story of getting to like, you know, have her come to town and record a boiler room is great. Like we love, we love all these artists that are that are doing Durham's boiler room. That's so cool. So for the audience who is just learning about slingshot and boiler room for the first time, they kind of bring together the best of like underground and global EDM sound. Um for those of you who are like in the rave scene or looking to get into the rave scene. Um, and if you're not in the rave scene, you totally should get in the rave scene. Um, when, I found out, <laughs> when I found out about Slingshot, um, one of the things that really attracted me to the whole appeal was the level of diversity that's represented in, as far as music, but also artists. Um, I think that the level of global and like, musical diversity that is being brought to the table through this like amazing festival really is kind of turning the tables in like the triangle because a lot of what we see in the local area kind of relates a little bit more to house and techno which is fine but Nick and Kai I wanted to ask you like in your own words what makes Slingshot unique? Good question I would say I would say that there are, um, well, first of all, the one thing is as far as like integrating locals into a scene that's internationally recognized, I think is always something that is uh, feeds back on both the international scene and local scene. I'd also say that um, being able to bring, you know, I know you mentioned EDM, but also kind of more avant-garde electronic music composers next to kind of more dance music focused people um i think that makes it a little more unique sometimes you can find festivals that are super heady and in the composer realm or super strictly uh in the dance realm and just trying to find where those points meet i think makes it kind of individual if you will i'll let, I'll let nick maybe chime in some more but that's yeah what i would say no kai kai you hit the nail on the head as usual i mean it's what's so cool about slingshot and has been since its inception is you'll see artists like angel olsen next to um juicy j like it's um so it's so cool and it's such a, our, our goal is always to have a really cool and interesting cross-section of the music that we love and so it's the the unifying component is that electronic element i think um and that's kind of in the spirit of moog fest um and in th this iteration you know yeah. i curated that for for years and um helped produce that I would just say also what Nick is going on, you know, just the, the idea that you can like make a place where creatives can converge a little bit, um, I think is even more cool than the experience itself. I mean, being being kind of a, a slight nexus point, the people that come to Slingshot are, are definitely cooler than I am personally. They're not quite as cool as Nick, but we're but it's it's getting close, quite honestly, because they're we're trying. We're trying. Damn it, we try. But um but you know, I think it's the people. I, I not to go back to that and so overly simplistically, if you will, but I think when you open the doors up to this kind of level of diversity and creation, like you pointed out, you bring together people that are also looking for that world. And maybe it's not always represented in their immediate environment, quite honestly. So um so I think it's that 
kind of combination between the curation, but also the people it brings together and the ethos that, um, I mean, we're, we're crazy music lovers. Like we are crazy. We're like bonkers music lovers. Right. And so, um, we're not the only ones out there, you know, we're not the only ones that listen to, you know, ambient next to techno next to, you know, uh, whatever, some guitar based music, you know, we're not the only people out there. So being able to bring those people together under one umbrella, I think is, is something that makes things unique, if you will. It's so cool. And yeah, I'll just, I'll just, um, you know, put a book in on that with, um, my other thought, a big, a big goal for us as, as audiophiles, you know, we have very, we, we like to think we have very high production standards, you know, we, we're not just going to go to, um, to any old venue necessarily. Um, we, maybe our ears are just sensitive. I don't know what it is, but, um, from top to bottom, we really, we really put a lot into the production. We want it to sound and look great and that's and that's something that we really like to um to offer all the artists we want to put every artist that is on one of our stages in the best possible context for their music so that they can have like the best set ever um you know whatever level they're on whether they're they're a local artist who's only played locally or a regional artist who's trying to break out um or you know these artists who are playing boiler room we want them to have their the best set of their their life or at least create that the context for that possibility and we also are very experienced festival goers <laughs> and so we want to create this it, it, kai was saying the, the focus is not super hardcore on experiential stuff yet <laughs> like um like burning man or even like coachella tries to you know we're not trying to create instagram moments and things like that we're trying to have people be in the moment um more rather than just like instagramming something um but we are also like uh limiting attendance you know and and growing it slowly so that it doesn't have this like state fair livestock feel or like you know like you're I don't know. I, I, I think we, everybody on this, <laughs> in this interview has, has, um, uh, probably experienced that, that kind of festival where you just feel like a number you feel like, <laughs> um, you know, there's like, you're, there's been a value placed on your attendance, uh, that is monetary. <laughs> and, um, we're just trying to get away from that. Like, I think festivals have, have lost themselves. And as they've become like a big business, as they've become an industry, the festival industry is a thing mm -hmm. in, in the U.S. And uh, it's kind of gross. And, and we all, um, at least on our team, kind of shy away from that and, and really look at independent fests. And so we're also just super proud to join the slowly growing gang of, of independent fests on the East Coast and in the greater U.S. <laughs> yeah. You guys heard it here first. Nicholas and Kai are the messiahs of EDM. <laughs> um exactly what you said is exactly what attracted me to the when i found your page um for the audience listening i was going through instagram when i was doing my little rounds or whatever and i found slingshot festival and like i'd mentioned it, this is the fifth year uh coming right according to the website um that's a good question. We might need to tweak that website, but uh, that link on the website. I mean, we did we did four years in Athens, and this is the this is the kind of like 
fifth would have been October, so sixth, which is crazy. And we're doing it twice this year. We did it in May and in um, golly, and in October as well. So, 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 so this is the sixth. Yeah, so this is the sixth year yeah. that this is you know sort of going. And one of the really cool things that I found about this is that first of all, I hadn't heard of it prior, um, but also. I understand that you guys are trying to just cultivate a very specific environment of like-minded music lovers, and you're not trying to make it a sellout event. This is a very personal thing to you guys. Is that right? Is that what you guys are trying to do? Yeah. I mean, I think we've put, we've limited the capacity to the degree that it, that it could sell out, but it'll still be comfortable if we do sell it out. Absolutely. It's not going to feel, it's not going to feel gross with really long lines. Um, to, for anything, for the bathrooms, for the bars, you know. So, experience-wise, that's what that's what we really look for in experience. Like, just a lack of waiting, which has taken you out of the other things we've we've designed <laughs> and schemed. <laughs> so now, where does the musical inspiration come from? What kind of sounds do you guys like? A little bit more of like tuning into your creativity. What is it that attracts you to? either the sound or the music that you incorporate into these events? Great question. I'll speak for myself. I'll let, let Nick speak. Yeah, and, and let me interject that, that Kai is usually the, the genesis for, for these lineups. Kai will have yeah. an idea of like a half a dozen artists and it will really, and then we'll, we'll start to riff on those. But Kai usually has like, he's, he'll, he'll plant the seed and it'll hit like, three or four big things, but I'll let, I'll let Kai, I just wanted to mention that. And, yeah, and uh, Kai, you I, talk about your kind of, I would just say, I would say that um, on, on the more composer side, I mean, when you think about just what, what's possible with electronic music, you know, it can range from, from very um, standard to more creative, if you will. And I think some things that inspire me personally are people that are getting, you know, ambitious with, what electronics can do even with, with mu what music can do not not strictly electronics if you will um and so on that front i think you know experimentation is one of the driving forces if you will um but so is you know just sheer appreciation and a good time right you know it's it's a little bit of a sugar with the medicine kind of situation i'm probably the medicine nick is probably more sugar than i am but and but but you know i would say that that you know trying to find those places where you can feel uh comfortable things you're listening you're listening to but also have your ears expanded a little bit would be kind of the genesis of that um on the dance music side i'll probably let nick answer that question a little bit more if you will but but that's yeah i would say i would say that that's kind of where some of the genesis of the ideas come from or, or interest in the people that come to Slingshot. Yeah. And what's, what's great about working with Kai is Kai has very discerning taste, but is open, is open to um, left, even more left field ideas that we'll bring to the table. But um, Maison Fauna is my, my label that I, I co-own with, with two of my best friends in Durham. And um, we really, we really like, uh, underground dance music, you know, um, for us, it's, it's like, it's it, it's our, it's our, our main thing. So, um, we definitely lean that way. Like my techno is my, is my lane. So like, if you see a lot of these German techno acts, 
um, German and European techno acts are some that I I was focused on. Um, Sarah um, from our from our team uh, is is a big lover of like two step and UKG and break space stuff. So they really have their their finger on the pulse of that that type of music. And Simon, um, who rounds out who rounds out the founders, um, Simon loves minimal stuff, but um, you know, minimal techno, minimal house, and ambient. And so we're all kind of looking, <laughs> doing our own A and R. But we're also when we're when we're looking at who to book for events, um, we're looking at a lot of different things in our own lanes. But um, yeah, we we definitely reach out to people who um, I think I think our main our main sort of uh, thread is we're trying to like hone in on a story. What 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 artists are really telling? The story of of music in the U.S. right now, like what's what's important, you know, like what's worth showcasing and talking about, not just like people who will necessarily just big names that will sell tickets and will be like that that aren't interesting. <laughs> Maybe that's obvious, but it's like it's it's artists that we're passionate about. It's artists that we want to see or have seen, um, and yeah, we just want to bring them over to our house. We want to bring them to Durham. Show them what's what's going on over here, and um, it's just really great when you can host some of your like artists you look up to, or like artists who are friends who you also look up to, <laughs> and just show them what's going on down here in a place they've maybe never heard of. It's like it's it's really rewarding. So maybe, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Absolutely, I I love listening to you guys talk about that. It made me really happy. I I feel the same way. Hey, I'm Kai signing out. Going to hand it over to. Nick Donito and Maha to rock the rest of this interview. Thanks for listening. Keep going. Love y'all. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Kai. Bye. So what are so what are you most excited to see this October? Great question. I think um for me personally, Leon Vinehall, um, I'm super excited to catch him and Breka, who I, yeah, this is Breka's first tour in the US. Um Nicky Nair is amazing. Um, I'm excited to see him again. He's he's just such a entertaining DJ to watch. He's just like giving it everything, going for it. Um, really enjoy him. Aisha, can't wait to see you again. I mean, we have a strong South Asian contingency this time. So super excited. We have five South Asian DJs or techno artists. <laughs> so if not six, I may be, may be forgetting someone. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for Boiler Room too. That's going to be amazing. And then uh, Juliana Huxtable, been a big fan for a long time and was really pushing to book her. So um, that's just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm excited to see my friends from Europe. Tape feed, amazing. They're telling they tell me that More Alien is super great, and I really like her and her partner's music. And um, my friend John Philippe. I know that. I think I just named everybody. Just about you no, totally no. did, but we love it because I totally want to hear all of them too. I'm so excited. Cool. I'm really excited to hear Gemini. Um, that's probably yeah, my favorite. The, the two local crews that we um decided to to showcase this fest, Permission <laughs> and uh, The Conjure, are are both amazing, and their their crowds are amazing. Their parties are super great. So, um. Yeah, just very excited about about both of these crews playing. And you've got to check out Permission. 
I really do. I will I will check out um, some of the music and start following you on there. I would love to get into the world of more of these artists because you already have an incredible lineup. So just following that theme of just like experimental, global, open, like I'm all about bringing that to this this town, you know, this this area. (laughs) Amazing. We we need it. Um, I agree. So what is the most exciting and craziest moment you've had during a slingshot festival and any music festival in general? Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, last year, there were a lot of crazy moments. Um, I think. As an yeah, attender or I, an organizer? Both, I think. I think that um, there were so many cool things. You know, Earth Eater was was a whole experience <laughs> she's amazing um sam barker he's this incredible techno artist he just hung out he just became like a fixture at the festival um my friend matthew cha who's becoming a, a partner on the fest he does this saxophone he does this jazz techno thing and i got to see him for the first time and it was it was transcendent and um one of my favorite moments was uh was he had he grabbed a saxophone and was about to hit a note and he looks up and he sees that his idol Sam Barker has like come into the room and so I just see this little moment where he like raises an eyebrow but then hits this note on his saxophone and that was magic for me like I was just I'm so glad I got to see that Um, but the the big moment was uh, for me of the of the fest I think was um we we were able to get mall grab this techno artist that I really like um we were able to grab him last minute as before he ended his U.S. tour, and he closed down our Sunday of the fest. So the fest started on Friday the thirteenth, and it ended with a blood a, a blood moon lunar eclipse on the Sunday. So like during his set, the eclipse started, and after his really crazy set, everyone leaves that warehouse space like super sweaty, and it turned out he wasn't closing the fest the, the moon was and so like there was a couple hundred people in the parking lot all staring at the moon eclipses <laughs> it was so cool it was, yeah. so that was very very auspicious very cool and i think that takes the cake as the moment of the fest for me so yeah that's the one that i can like talk about as far as like fests but um i just went to sustain release and um that was super fun like that's a a camping festival up in uh, New York, hosted by Upstate New York, hosted by Aurora Halal, who we had at the fest in April. She's amazing. Um, but I think my favorite moment of that fest is Avalon Emerson is this kind of, kind of, no, she's a quite world famous um, DJ who we tried to, we were going to have at Slingshot, maybe maybe next iteration, we'll see. But um, she, uh, she DJed a, a, on a basketball court. They have like a basketball tournament at the fest. So like, went from playing Panorama Bar in, in Berlin to like DJing on this basketball court a few days later. And uh, she must be a basketball fan because like every time someone scored, she would like hit this like reggae air horn, this dub siren. And like, <laughs> I don't know, just watching her play this incredible set, but also make the time to like hit this air horn was really cool. Wow. And watching people rave on a basketball court. It was surreal. It was like a cartoon. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So for the audience listening, um, who's interested more in finding out about your events and the history of Slingshot, 
uh, where can we find this information? Yeah, check out our website, slingshotfestival.com. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's up to the minute. And um, yeah, we're doing we're doing some giveaways with the fruit, in fact. So um, jump on our Instagram and and look at that. <laughs> yeah. And we, oh, and we're looking for volunteers still. So check out our Instagram if you're interested in volunteering. There are some nice perks, including festival tickets, cool shirts, things like that. Getting to work with some cool people and meet all of us. No doubt, no doubt. So uh, this is Maha, and I'm signing off. Thank you, Nick, for being with us on Eye on the Triangle with WKNC. Well, folks, that is all for today's episode of Eye on the Triangle. Thank you to Julian Jacobs. The Burrow is a space that I'm personally very excited about. Their social media handle is at the Burrow NC if you're interested in learning more. I also want to thank Nick and Kai from Slingshot Festival. The festival is going from October 7th through October 9th this year. Their website is slingshotfestival.com. This has been Brian Jurado from Eye on the Triangle. I hope you all have a lovely week. Music for today's episode is Will to Power by Half Cool from the YouTube Audio Library. Tune in Sundays at 6 p.m. for more episodes of Eye on the Triangle. Episodes are also available at wknc.org slash podcast.